What is up, y'all? This is the Static Moments. We are back for season two, and this is the Static Moments playing in the background as we do this thing called life. Yep. I'm your host, Jake. Today joining me is Don Anthony, Don my Anthony, boy. Suitland, Maryland, right? Yep, Suitland, Maryland. All right, just found out right off camera. Yep. All right, so what was that like? Just jumping right in, man. So growing up in Suitland. Yeah, man, just growing up in Suitland. Um, well, I will probably claim just PG County, just in general, DMV. Okay, yeah. You know, in a whole, you know, in a sense, because, uh, you know, I moved around, you know, not moved around a lot, but um, I grew up, you know, starting in New Carrollton. Okay. I grew up, then moved to Lanham. Then I moved to Suitland, which, you know, that was with my prominent years, my 12-year-old range to, you know, my 20-year-old range, you know Right, I mean? right. You know, before I, you know, went off to college and, and stuff like that. So growing up in Suitland, it was... You know, it was every DMV kids, you know, experience. And um, like, you know, I mean, I went to, you know, every school in PG County and everything like that. It was, it was, I love it. You know what I mean? It's just part of me. You know, you have your good days, you got your bad days, um, but it makes us who we are. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny because like everybody who's from this area, what I'm learning the longer that I've been here is just. You could just look at somebody and tell it's like, oh, that's a DMV dude. You know, mm -hmm. that's somebody's. And usually, sometimes you can even point out like, oh, he's from DC or he's from you mm -hmm. know Maryland or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. But as an outsider, I'm sure for y'all, it's it's much easier. Yeah, but from yeah, the yeah. outside, it's like it's I, catching on. You know what I mean? I can tell. I just I can tell in the slurs and in, in the words. For like, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's a lot of times I can tell a DC person just by the way you talk. Right. Or person from the DMV just by the way you talk. And um, yeah, it's very easy, not even very easy to spot us, but we do have our own distinctive sound. Right. We have our own distinctive style and everything like that. It can, it shines, you know, through our aura and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And for you in the music, man, it's just like, it's yeah. just there, you know? Yeah. Um. So jumping right in with the music stuff, like mm -hmm. how long have you been doing music? When did that start for you? Man, uh, I, I mean, honestly, music started you know, when I was born. Right. Like, um, my grandfather was a doo-wop singer. Okay. Like in DC. He okay. grew up in DC um in the nineteen fifties, you know, you know, he was in his own, you know, band himself. So a lot of this stuff repeats itself. That's crazy. And I look just like my grandfather. Really? A lot of people would like look at me and say, like, that's my dad. But, that's like, wild. You know what I mean? And so a lot of stuff, you know, history repeats itself, you know what I mean? And so how I started my musical journey was just sitting in the basement of his home during the Redskins Cowboys game. I'm a Cowboys fan, just for anybody who needs to know that. <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan. What they fan. say, yeah. DC, Stanford, yeah. Dallas, Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. I heard that look, way too many times. Look, we heard that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But everybody else in my, you know, on my mother's side is a Redskins okay. fan. Okay. Or a Commanders fan. As uh -huh. we should say, commanders. That name. <laughs> Just don't. It don't sit right. Exactly. About it. Look, the commanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just my early, you know, my early memories was just me just sitting in the basement, listening to a lot of the records that he collected um, and that he played after the game. And so gotcha. me just soaking up that, it inspired me to understand what the samples Mm. What are the things that I'm hearing in these beats that I love so much? And then I hear Hard Knock Life. My mom is telling me at eight years old, 
you don't know what that sample is? That's Annie, because that's from her time period. I'm like, no, mom ate. <laughs> I'm just seeing the video. And, you know, from that point, I was intrigued and I was intrigued on producing um, just lyrics and telling stories from where I come from. Right. So Jay-Z was that first person to spark the interest in my brain to actually make me want to start rapping. Yeah, I mean, you referenced that a lot. I hear at one mm -hmm. point, you know, you said you're just waiting on your Rock Nation chain, right? Mm -hmm. I'm waiting on my Rock Nation chain. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. so, it's, and we're still waiting and it's it, coming. Yeah, yeah. It's coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But like, so so Jay, that's that's fascinating. And we and sampling, it's funny that you brought that up because mm -hmm. like, you know, I, when I look at Jay-Z and there's only a couple artists that can do this, but like, only he could afford that sample. You exactly. know what I'm saying? It's, only he could even be right. in the realm. Right, exactly. To fuck with it, you know? So exactly. it's cool when we get things that cross over and transcend, but it's even better when we get something that's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Like he's sampling mm -hmm. sampling Marley. Right. Like right, Marley, right. for like, real? Exactly. It's crazy. Like, exactly. And like, that's something like, that just got me into the production side, which led me to Kanye West, mm. who was probably one of my favorite producers, you know, Easy. of all time. You know, with Jay Dilla. Like, I just started, you know, researching what sampling was, and I wanted to do that. So, um, you know, just getting back to, you know, how I started doing music, I'm at the bus stop, my homie across the street, I never met him before mm -hmm. the day in my life. Um, his name is Alex Jackson. I'm, this is when I moved to Stafford, Virginia. Mm -hmm. like I've been up here for the first 17 years of my life. My brother got murdered, and I moved down to Virginia. So I moved down to Virginia with my dad, my biological father lives at, and so stayed with him. And, you know, dude comes up to me and just hands me a headphone. I never met him, never had a conversation with him. And he just asked me, like, you wanna hear my beats? <laughs> and like, that's all he asked me. <laughs> I said, sure. Yeah, we getting not? on the bus. Like, yeah, we the only two people here at the bus stop. <laughs> I'm about to get, like, we getting on the bus. So, so, you know, he hands me the headphones and like, I'm intrigued, just like, dang, like, his beats are like, all right, you know what I mean? And then he tells me just by talking to me, like, bro, you got a voice. You know what I mean? You have a great voice, yeah. you know, for music and stuff like that. I think you need to come over to my house. He had the full studio set up in his basement, everything like that. Um, I went over there and I never left. And that's how music started for me, man. And I, was, I wasn't good at first. But I kept going over there, I kept going over there, and eventually I just understood how to create music. Right, for sure. And, you know, obviously this is something that you was born with, you know, like right. um, to have the voice that you have both physically and mm -hmm. also metaphorically, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then, like you were saying, like to start off and not be good. Right. Do you feel like that's something that can be worked on? Like somebody can grow into that? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that just like... It's kind of you. I mean, it's in your blood, you know, mm -hmm. you think it's just that that's coming out. Well, right. I think it definitely can be worked on. Right. Like it definitely can be worked on by repetition, just like anything can be worked on with repetition. As long as you keep doing it over and over and over and over. But God will let you know when something is for you and when it's not. Right. You know, what I mean, a lot of people can't, you know, they can't understand it. They can't pinpoint it. And. Like, one thing about me, I always said, like, I would do this for free, mm. you know? This, I don't gotta get paid for this. Right. I do not have to get paid for this. I do this because I love to do it. God instilled the love in me to just do music to where I'ma just do it if I'm good or not. 
if people going to say I'm good or not. I feel like I'm good because I know what I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm very hard on myself. I'm my biggest critic. And you know what I mean? I just think it it can go both ways. Like you can definitely work on this because even if you're gifted, you still got to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Like That's for, facts. Like that's a fact. Like you got to work on your skill. And we yeah. see it all the time. We see people who they are gifted and it's like, bro, what yeah. are you doing? Like why, why is all these other extra things getting brought up constantly mm-hmm. except for what you're here to do? Like the mm-hmm. music, what we want to hear, you know? Exactly. And so with that, like, what do you think about where music is at now? You know, because you're, you're talking sampling, you're talking um, some of the classics, the throwbacks, the nostalgia, you know, if you will. I think today hip hop is expanding. We don't understand that hip hop is a young genre. Hip hop is mm-hmm. only 50 years old. So hip hop is going to, it's going to, it's going to evolve. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Hip hop is only, 50, only 50 years old. 50 years we, old. And look we, at what it's drawn around we, the world. We look at Jay-Z. We look at Black Thought. We look at Afonte. We look at Most Def. They just dropped, like, uh, Most Def and Talib Kweli. We look at Rick Ross. We look at a lot of artists. These artists are in their 40s and 50s. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, hip hop is going to evolve. So I love the umbrella the broad umbrella that hip hop is creating Absolutely. for just different sounds. I love Don Tolliver. Mm. I love Young Thug. I love Uzi. Mm-hmm. I love Benny. I love, you know what I mean, Cole, Kendrick. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? The whole Dreamfield crew the is whole just on fire right J-I-D. now. J.I.D. Yeah. I love Luke. Like, you know what I'm saying? I love a lot of these artists. And I think hip hop is just expanding. And I think people got to understand that you can like what you want to like. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and and you can definitely, you can like everything. You know what I mean? I think people, are, hip hop is just a culture where people think that it's only supposed to be one. No, it's not like that anymore. I was just having a conversation before you came today. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my wife. My wife, I was like, there's enough out here mm-hmm. for everybody to eat. Exactly. Like we're seeing it. We're the people are products of this. Like the idea that like the greatest rapper of all time, Mm-mm. the the top five of all time. Like yeah, it's cool. It's cool to have listened to. You know, we it, it brings people together. It's a conversation. Correct. But at the end of the day, like yo, everybody in your top twenty and your top thirty, there's enough they can all get paid. Like Correct. we are seeing it every single day. Correct. And then we got guys who blur those lines. You know, Saint John comes mm-hmm. to mind. Mm-hmm. Also, Rock Nation dude. Mm-hmm. You know. St. John. What what kind of music does he make? That's what I'm saying. I don't know, but we we fuck blue, with it. Young apparently. Blue. Oh, Blue. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Bro, Artists like boss that. Boss your life up? Right. That just blends the genre of hip-hop, mm. you know what I mean? But it's all under the umbrella of hip-hop. Yeah. And so I think people have to understand that, and they just have to allow it and like what you like. Yeah. So let's do a deep dive real quick. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here now, and my head is spinning. I'm thinking about all of... You know, we were talking about samples and then your lyrics, and it already has shed some light. You know, at one point you mentioned, um, I should have listened to Nas in 9-6, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what was that in reference to? That was in reference to, that actually was in reference to the fact that I was a J fan so young. Okay. I didn't like Nas. <laughs> I had a feeling it was a little or something. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like, but I think Nas is the greatest lyricist of all time. He's up there. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he's up there, like, you know? As far as pinning, like, words on paper, you know what I mean? I think he is one of the best. And when I say that, that's just 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 going into, you know, just me 
referencing the point where I was such a Jay fan early on. I was just going with Jay regardless. Right. You know I still I mean? like that. I feel like yeah, honestly. like like I'm the type of dude that love like I love Takeover more than Ether. Really? Yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm that guy. Yeah, I could, I could, I could understand that for sure. Yeah. I think I'm kind of indifferent on that one. Yeah. But I will say, like, you know, I get shit on by a lot of people I, I mess with because they they make fun of the fact that I like Kingdom Come. I love and I'm like, Kingdom fam, Come, if you don't get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I had exactly. one of my coworkers was like, bro, it's, it's off that Jay-Z album that only you fuck with. And I was like, whoa. Nah. Yeah, whoa, nah, what the hell? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we got that whole Venger cape. Yeah, Shout out yeah, to no, Rory look, look, my, look, I got my whole Venger cape on. Mm-hmm. No question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wear that proudly because, like, that's the dude that influenced me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and, I mean, I know he has, he doesn't have albums that are like the black album that or like the blueprint or like reasonable doubt or anything like that but i mean you're grading him against himself when you're that great nobody, yeah there's nobody it's just like pharrell pharrell right. for me is that guy who inspired the shit out of me like it's pharrell bro yeah pharrell yeah q-tip and jay Dilla are my ooh, favorite my because, favorite and q-tip yeah. don't get no love i'm telling you he gets no love but pharrell learn, learn from q-tip G Dilla, Jay Dilla learned that's from facts. And then, and then my down south roots, you know, um, R.I.P. to Static Major. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jack Harlow and all them boys are like putting on and like yeah. putting it, bringing it back. Yeah. But like, stat, it, I would just say there's a what you're watching right now. There's a big influence, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna one day tell the story, mm-hmm. but but uh, not yet, not yet. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Static Major is like you know people don't know mm-hmm. I me. Mean, he wrote Lollipop. Mm-hmm. He wrote he wrote all these huge hits for people. Young money, cash yeah, money, absolutely like, for sure. But that that brings me so like when you're thinking of all these records and shit, you know when you go into the studio, what is your process like? Because it seems like like you said you really like samples. So mm-hmm. are you going in? With the mindset of like, let me take a sample and start from that, or how does that work for you recording? See, the thing is, my process is boring. Like, <laughs> my process is just very boring. A lot of times, um, sometimes I'm sitting in the studio with the actual producer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And we're cooking up from scratch. Shout out to my homie Noose. Like, he's one of the greatest producers I ever know. He reminds me of Pharrell, because mm-hmm. he can take anything. He could take a bucket, he could take a bucket and just start banging on it, but that'll be his snare. Like, and he can just build from that. It's crazy. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? And I've seen him do that. And for instances like him, he likes building in the studio with you. Mm-hmm. So I have to write my verse right then and there. A lot of time I'm by myself, I'm isolated. Um, I have the beats, I have the beats that I want picked out and everything like that from all my producers, you know what I mean? From Kevin Jackson to Too Tall. Um, to Nabian, to Ill Brown, to everybody, to Alex Jackson, mm-hmm. who I originally started. Started with. off with, yep. You're right. Yo, he sends me beats. And so a lot of the times they know the type of beats that I like. I sit down and I just create. And then I go to the studio. Once I go to the studio, shout out my homie J Rob. That's my producer. He's been my producer since 2012. My producer and engineer since 2012. Um we just get to create. He already knows how the levels, how I want the levels. Um, and we usually just, we cook up songs in 30 minutes. So, yeah. 30. Mm-hmm. 30, 30 minutes to an hour. We'll have a great song. And then we moving on to the and next And the production one. value of what you do, too, is is up there, man. Like, you know, I wouldn't assume, I would think that you take, you know, a week on a song and really perfect it and get it. And mm-hmm. Of course, I'm sure you go back to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, your especially your vocal production. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yeah. It's like that. Thank you, man. I Thank appreciate you. that. Thank you. I take pride in that. One thing I always said was the voice is what what's going to get people to, mm-hmm. to, to remember you. You know what I mean? If you can have a different voice, a lot of people spit the same lyrics a lot of times, but it's the voice that is the distinctive factor. You. you know what I mean? That separates a Scarface and an Ice Cube and a Chuck D. And these people like that who I really paid attention to when it come to voice. Even Nas. Like, you know Nas when mm-hmm. you hear him on the record. My mind went to the West Coast when you said that, too. I was thinking of Sugar Free and Tupac. Yeah. I was thinking of Tupac. just how different. Tupac. Man, Tupac is... I mean, the dude was like my height, like 5'7", mm-hmm. on, a, on a good day, maybe 5'8". And the dude was... He, I mean, his voice was like he was six foot eight. But that's what I said. Pac was the earliest, like, like memory of me. Like I said, he sounds like God. Like, right, like and that's, you, like who you would think he would sound like, right? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. He sounds like God. Mm-hmm. This is when I'm thinking. Like I'm seven years old, seeing the like smile for me, like video. You know what I mean? Right. So a Talk lot of that stuff, it. yeah, a lot of that stuff just resonated with me, and uh, it just stayed in my memory. And so when I created, I know I had to be like them. Mm-hmm. I know I had to draw from them, not be like them, but draw from them. Right. And that's how I use, you know, that's what I do to usually create. Yeah. And I mean, like you was thinking, you know, we were talking about the the sampling and uh, probably my favorite sample of all time, which I think I brought it up on a previous episode, but is, is due for love. I mean, you, he took that and it's like you take a song that sounds a certain way and then you make it have the same meeting, but in an adjacent like realm. It's like it ain't even in the same stratosphere of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Jay does that a lot, you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Andre 3000, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that Southern shit. Scarface was, you know, that's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy to think, though. I mean, it's crazy. So, jumping into your shit, a big thing that I wanted to talk about was the difference in time. Uh, so, mm-hmm. summer, uh, no, no sunshine in the summertime. Correct. Was 2017. Yep. And then your recently, your most recent project was Rear Views uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. Yep. So during that four years, mm-hmm. was that by design? Yep. Well, it was by this. Well, I wouldn't even say by design. It was just by life because life took its course. Mm-hmm. Um, life took its course. I lost a lot of people within that span. Mm. Um, that's, I still was allowed to create, but... Um, I've released, you know, songs here and there and stuff like mm. that, but it's like, I really wanted to sit down and write down everything that I needed to accomplish to get to where I wanted to get. And I wasn't releasing any type of music until I was able to plan this out accordingly and execute it. If I couldn't execute it, I wasn't putting it out. That's why sometimes you hear a lot of songs yeah, I made that in 2018, but I know good music is going to resonate whenever you put it out. You know what you, I mean? Did you write Give Me a Minute at that point? I wrote Give Me a Minute at that point. I wrote Give Me a Minute yeah. in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I could tell. Just off the off the, off the, the lyrics, off the vibe of this, that song has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And you, you say a lot. You know, it's a song where it's like windows down. Mm-hmm. You're driving at night. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't have the best day. Maybe you did have the best day, but mm-hmm. it's the same kind of, you can fit it in. Mm-hmm. But you're like, you're saying some shit in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned I had a dream of counting paper. Mm-hmm. I woke up and all I was doing was counting favors. favors. Yep. You know? Yep. Because I feel like I'm a good dude at heart. You know what I mean? So my, like, I'm, 
I don't know a lot of I don't know if y'all you like in the zodiacs. I'm really not, but I'm a cancer. So, you know, a lot of people tend to think that, you know, we're great people and we are great people. I'm a great person. I felt like I was giving myself more than people were giving to me. Mm. And that's where that lyric came mm. from. And that whole mixtape, that song in particular, was created in chaos. Like it was created when I was at my down point. You know what I mean? And you know, shout out to my homie, you know, Sinaitis Tempo. He's the dude that produced the whole project. Like, I met this dude off Instagram, like, and just loving his music, him loving my my work. We connected, we created a whole project. We've done anime together. We've done a whole bunch of shit. Oh, anime? Mm -hmm. You be doing anime? Mm -hmm. Cool. I do I do theme music for anime, oh, too. Okay, cool, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So we met just off Instagram, and he sent me that beat. And that's just how I felt. Just everything was gloomy. Everything was dark at that time, which is why that record feels mm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with relationship issues, dealing with death and family, mm -hmm. just dealing with certain financial situations. Life. You, know, life, life. you know what I'm saying? And so that's just how that song felt. And like I said, I'm just one of them dudes who can create through turmoil. Doesn't matter what's for going sure, on around sure. me. So. And and some sometimes the most tormented minds create shit like that where it's mm -hmm. just like we just can't get enough of it because it sounds it resonates you know mm -hmm. and it's crazy to think that somebody a time in their life mm -hmm. can have an actual sound right you exactly. know what I mean mm -hmm. and um, I could be having a good day and play it mm -hmm. but you could have been in a terrible mind space when you wrote it and mm -hmm. it's a it's a beautiful thing because it just transcends you know correct and yeah. feelings have sound mm. feelings have sound mm -hmm. you know what I mean the way you feel. On a certain day. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You might, you can, you might hear raindrops in a beat. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? When it's raining. Like, you know what I mean? Just going back to hear certain things. Like, I always say, like, if I'm stranded on the island and I just want to feel good, I'm going to play Roy Ayers, Everybody Love the Sunshine. Because that's just how that song make me feel. And it's from 1975. But I love that shit. You hear me? It's powerful. Yeah, like because you, it, my mind is just racing, just thinking like, what would mine be? You know, I mean, yeah. what would it? You know, I would, I would say probably some Marvin Gaye. Marvin you Gaye, know, just, just to hear. And I don't even listen. I listen to Marvin Gaye enough, but mm -hmm. like, I ain't no Marvin Gaye head. But it's just like just thinking to when I want that feeling. You know, yeah. what I turn on, or you know, new age wise. Uh, I haven't stopped bumping your shit in like three weeks mm, for real. Mm, mm. Um, and then uh, Isaiah Rashad. You know, that last album, that house is burning. It's, it's something. It's the, I'm silent because people don't even understand Isaiah Rashad is literally, I always exclude Kendrick and Cole from my list because those dudes are legends. Isaiah Rashad is my favorite rapper. Really? Yeah. He's my favorite from TDE outside of Kendrick. But if I had to pick Kendrick, Cole, Isaiah, Big Crit, Wale. Oh, there you go. Thank you. He added big crit to the list. Thank That's you. how you know he's certified. Thank he can you. come in this room at any point. Come on, man. Look, look, we about to talk hip hop today. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely. what we doing. Like, so so then get into it then. So yeah. so if you gotta make a list of five, and it ain't it ain't the top five, it's your top five mm -hmm. to ever do it. That you just like, you know what? Can't nobody fuck with them. Who is that list? Just if you had to. Can I do ten? Yeah, you could do 10 shit. We got all we got we got plenty of time. Because I always say my 10 like I can't rank them. 
because they all like mm. influenced me the same way. Jay Z, Scarface, Nas, Andre three thousand. The thing is, my my ten got eleven in there because I put two people on the same list. I go Pac and Biggie, mm. Kendrick Lamar, Most Def, Black Thought, J Cole, and Kanye West. That's a hell of a list. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a list. Mm-hmm. Just on how they influenced me, but I can go twenty. But you know, what I mean, we you know we usually reserve it for ten. But I just don't think you can you know rank like Snoop is in there, Busta Rhymes in there, like Chuck D in there, Ice Cube in there, uh, Lil Wayne in there, mm. Common is in there, shit. Uh, Man, I love. I got a lot of people who I love. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And I'm just sitting here like, you know, it's funny because y'all gonna kill me for this. But I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> Talk about everybody it. Everybody always brings up Eminem. And 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 my thing is that, and I've said this before. I said this when Endamo was here. Shout out to Endamo Ford. Mm-hmm. I said I never felt like at any point like Eminem said a line that I felt like in my heart, like I really needed to hear that right now. And he's an incredible lyricist. He said he is doing all kinds of verbal gymnastics, which is fine. But like, bro, when you talk about the difference between common and Eminem, Mm -hmm. it's about what you feel. You know what I mean? It's just different. That's the difference between a Kendrick and logic. Mm -hmm. Logic. Cool. I love logic, but it's more of rapping than actual like, like you're rapping about rapping. Right. You're rapping about rapping. Like It's kind of odd. Like, I don't understand. You know, right. like, it's cool. It's cool to be able to do right. it. But I see right. that in this. That's like, fam, maybe you should have were meant to be like a battle rapper or right. something. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, because right. right. I'm I'm looking for a story. Right. Like, Kanye exactly. even. He yeah. be, exactly. bro, he getting his bag. when he That's what I'm saying. Kanye first album, like first five mm. albums, he told his story. He told his story. Every time. College dropout is a story. <laughs> Late registration is a story. Every bit of it. <laughs> and graduation. Back, back to front. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cole. And Cole. Like, J. Cole. That's my favorite rapper. I remember when nobody even knew his name. I remember they was calling him by the wrong name in 2009. Yeah. Rich Ninjas. It wasn't Ninjas, but y'all y'all know it. Yeah. That song is crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Off Born yeah, Center. Yeah. Off mm. Born Center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, do you have a favorite sample? Because I know that influence is so. Do you have one that when I when I'm like, yo, taking something, revitalizing it, that comes to your mind? And that could be a tough one because it's just way too many. Do I have a favorite sample? I got a, I got people who I'm, you know, who probably my favorite people to sample is probably between Shaka Khan, Roy Ayers, and uh, Marvin Gaye. Mm. Um. Well, you already you did. Sorry, Marvin. Yeah. Let's get into it. Like, what was that? Sorry, Marvin. What was that recorded? How did that now, come about? Sorry, Marvin. Like, I'm gonna tell you. Like, sorry, Marvin is probably one of my greatest records. Like, my greatest records that I've done that people still don't know about right mm-hmm. now. Like, it still hasn't done its due diligence when it comes to just being out in the world and just resonating with this area, with the DMV area. I created that record. That was the first beat that was created on No Sunshine in the Summertime. 
And that was sent by my man, Will Brown. Will Brown, Will Brown has been out here. Like, Will Brown is from Chicago. I met him through my man, Vaughn. Um, and he's the one that, you know, linked me with the anime, you know, the doing theme songs for anime mm -hmm. and shit like that. And so he sent me this beat and I rapped on it. He didn't even know I was going to rap on it until I sent it back to him. He was like, oh, shit. And so he was like, dude, I'm about to look, I'm about to finesse the beat real quick. And you about to have this. And then that started the whole thing. But the the theme of Sorry Marvin is Marvin Gaye told us about what he was doing or what he seen 50 years ago. And so it was my job to tell people what I'm seeing 50 years later. And that's the theme of Sorry Marvin. So everything that I'm talking about in there, like the genocide, uh, uh, analysts saying it was genocide. I never lied, everybody moving to PG. Nowadays, everybody moving to CD. I can't cope because the heart broke. I'm lost hope. It's capsizing my city. Niggas be off boat. That's me just expressing exactly what I see every day when I step out of my house and what I've been seeing, mm -hmm. you know, since I've been living here. Yeah. And I just wanted to draw those two parallels together and just keep his, you know, his sentiment alive as well. For sure. And you feel like, and I felt that, you know, when I initially hit you up, I think it was mm -hmm. within the first, one of our first conversations, I, mm -hmm. I had actually drawn a comparison to you and Kendrick mm -hmm. being a jazz musician, which mm -hmm. we definitely got to get to. Um, for sure. But Sorry Marvin was one of those ones for me where I was like, oh, he, I mean, he's saying some shit, but he's he's using his voice mm -hmm. as an instrument right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like he really in the beat, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm in the and beat. it's crazy to hear. It's crazy to hear somebody from different generations like that mm -hmm. connect through mm -hmm. through a song. Mm -hmm. You know, did mm -hmm. you feel that when you were working on it? Yeah, because the power of music was was instilled in me when I was a youngin. So I already knew how to implement that in the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The power of music is deep. For me, like, you know what I'm saying? That shit is in my blood. I was on stages when I was 11. So to understand, to get people to feel something rather than it just had them just on stage jumping right. up and down and yeah. shit like that, stage diving. I'd rather just have you listen to me while I just have a mic just feeling the words that I'm saying because that's going to last longer. And, um, I, you know, I draw, I, I say this all the time, like, when it comes to the game, it's artists that are matches, and then it's artists that are incense. Mm. A match, that's a quick fire. It's quick fire. You got you got a, a hit song, but you gonna burn out real easy. That incense gonna last a long time, and it's a slow burn. It might be a long time for people get it, but they gonna get it. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, that's powerful, man. Because you think, I mean, you all those examples come to your head immediately. You know, mm -hmm. you can think of them and mm -hmm. I'm not, I mean, mm -hmm. who am I to say what somebody is? I'm on, I'm on here. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but we've, we've all, Oh, you go. Shit. We've all, um, experienced those matches, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. versus the incense. Mm -hmm. And what do you think, you know, what do you think you're doing? That's, that's going to set you aside. Because the thing that I'm seeing from a third party perspective is like, it's taking a minute. Mm -hmm. But like when it catches, mm -hmm. like you better watch out. So the difference is I care. Mm -hmm. I care about the music. I care about the time. I don't like, I don't want to go to McDonald's every day. I want to, I want to cook my meal. Like, you know what I mean? 
I want to add the right ingredients. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to take time to write my lyrics. It might take me 30 minutes to write a lyric, like to write a song. It might take me three days to write a song. You know what I mean? But however I feel, I want to make sure that feeling resonates through the music. If I don't feel it, I don't think other people going to feel it. Like I said, I'm an artist critic. Yeah, yeah. So um, just just having that gut feeling and just caring about the music. A lot of people don't care. They care about the results. They don't care about the creation. Like I said, I'll do this shit for free. Yeah, I mean, and that's crazy too because everything is microwavable now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, right. I, I look at, and we I've had this conversation with so many people where it's like everything is so instantaneous. And right. it's, it's weird to me that we have such power at our fingertips, you mm-hmm. know, um, where we can just tap in with whoever and listen to whatever discography and yet people still relying on shit like TikTok yeah. mm-hmm. to, to know like an old Busta Rhyme song or, you know, the one that comes to mind is Ice Cube, uh, put your ass into it. It's exactly. like, that song has been, first off, that was like the first like, like Fetty Wap song, basically. On, you know what I mean? Like, come on, come yo. Come on, man. That, that shit was 1999. Like, yeah. 2000. Like, how? Like, how? 2000, 2001. How y'all not? I get around Tupac. Right. How the fuck? Come on now. But but it's the power of the internet. Mm-hmm. Technology and music. Um, technology, it's benefiting the music because you're able to be exposed to a lot of artists that you would have never known about. You would have never known you've never known about me if it wasn't for Instagram. Isn't that crazy? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I appreciate the power of Instagram. Um, but it also allows people who just are not fit for this shit to have a, a lane or just have yeah. an outlet, you know what I mean, to actually do it. And it creates 110 motherfuckers that are just terrible. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's crazy, man. And it's taken from, and shout out, before I forget, shout out to Nature Boy and Open Gym. Um, what right. they're doing is big. And he's been, he's been putting people on for so long, like before I've even been in the area of the DMV, you know, and I've mm-hmm. been here for quite a while now, but he's always been a staple. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found Don Anthony, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, he he had did some stuff with him. Yeah. I saw the performance. And I was like, whoa, yeah. that I'm, I'm messaging him right now. Right. And uh, it just worked out, you know? And that's how it happened. Like, and you know what I mean? That's the power of the internet, you know what I mean? And uh, just, I found out about Nature Boy. Shout out to Nature Boy. Shout out to Capo, shout out to Everyday Weekend, shout out to Open Gym, um, everybody. So um, I just found out about him. Uh, I found out about Nature Boy in 2016, maybe. Mm. I, perform- I performed at one of my first Open Gyms and stuff like that back then. And just trying to get my name out there. Pandemic hit. We was off for two years. So I seen that he was coming back. I'm like, I got I to gotta be part of that. Yeah. Like, I had to be part of that. Yeah, you and it, I mean? it, the turnout was good, right? The turnout was excellent. I mean, it looked dope. I mean, I, and, and another guy who's going to be on the pod, Wise. Um, he's my coming, guy, yeah, Wise. He, he's, got, he's got a couple of bangers, bro. <laughs> he a young legend. Yeah, he's, he's going to come up. Man, that man, he had he has the best song in there right now. Like, really? You, know you think I mean? so? Man, had to leave. Yeah. Had to, man, y'all make sure y'all go stream, had to leave, man. And he's got, got another Wise. He's got another song called R.I.P. Virgil. Yeah. And that shit goes. Yeah, and it was kind of recent. I think it was when, obviously it was when Virgil uh, died, but but yeah, that shit goes too. Yeah, man. Me and Wise were standing next to each other in the line, like we were one of the first people in the line, like around six o'clock. You know, 
even before they actually start accepting submissions and stuff like that, because sign up was at seven o'clock. So me and Wise were literally just standing next to each other, had a conversation. Now that's my guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna support, you know, all his shows and he's gonna do the same thing. And man, you love to see that though. Like I love it, that. when I hear when I'm sitting here hearing that, I'm thinking like, this is who this is who's popping right now. This is who mm -hmm. is really about to um to go up. Mm -hmm. Y'all two standing in a line together and like mm -hmm. having that moment. Mm -hmm. You ain't better than what mm -hmm. you're trying to do because mm -hmm. music was here before us mm -hmm. and it's going to be here after us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to come in as a good custodian of that is right, everything, you right, know? Right, right. And music, the music that you're creating is what's going to be left behind for people to understand exactly who you are long after you're gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I create the music. This is a time capsule for me as well. Like Absolutely. People going to understand who Don Anthony is just through the music. So with that too, like with music, like when I say that word, what are the things that come to your head? Like, what does music mean to you? I know that's so broad, but everyone's kind of got a different response, you know? That's why I say, when I say, well, when we talking about music, I'm going to take this to hip hop because this is what I love. That's under the music umbrella. But I always say hip hop is the, it's the most dominant force America has ever seen. Just it, as far as what, hip hop can do, what it can push, what, you know, it'll ruffle people's feathers. I'll correct you and say the world. The world, not even America, you know? But it started right here, it yeah, started absolutely. in Brooklyn. Yep. It started in the Bronx in 73, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But the fact that this shit has gone from that and sitting, we're sitting here on a podcast right now, you know, just revolving around hip hop and just, you know, my journey and stuff like that. Music is everything. Music moves everything. Music is a communication for people to understand because a lot of the people, you see a lot of this shit going on in the street, a lot of that shit is being done through the music. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So this shit moves people. It influences people. It gives people to think. It gives people different perspective. Music means everything to just our psyche. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even ride in the car if we don't turn on the radio. Oh hell no, I don't. <laughs> out. Like, Man, it's it's music and the seatbelt. I done lost too many people. Exactly, music and the seatbelt before yeah, we hit yeah. reverse. Period. Exactly. Like, but like music is music is therapy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean for a lot of people. And music was there for me. And just I want people to understand that when I create music, I'm not creating music just to, you know entertain you i'm creating music because i need that shit mm. i need it and i'm talking to people who might need it just like me exactly that's what i was gonna say you need it and then turn the people that you're speaking to need it mm -hmm. you know and what's crazy too is that and that's why i respect it so much is like any i won't say anybody but very many people mm -hmm. can create a track where mm -hmm. it's a turn up it's a vibe it's it's yes. about violence it's about all these things that and not in a way it's like an encouragement of it you know what i mean right and it's distasteful in right. my opinion no um, understand. and the thing is is like you're not using that platform with something that is tainting the minds of the people that you're listening Correct. to you know right and, um, you know, when you not to get biblical and, and or anything, but, you know, you, you look back. I mean, it, it's in there. It's there's there's religious talk about the influence on music and culture and the way that it moves people and influences their minds. So right. um, do you feel like your psyche um, 
has been influenced from that that era of your your grandfather mm-hmm. and then the the jazz culminating mm-hmm. into what mm-hmm. you do now mm-hmm. yeah for sure like because um i'm open-minded to music like you know what i mean like my mom was playing alanis morissette mm. a lot of a lot of rappers wouldn't even understand who alanis morissette is like you know what i mean they wouldn't even understand that they don't even understand my mother was playing jamiroquai can he like come on, <laughs> come on, bro. Come talk, on, we can like, talk. We like, can do this. We like, can do come this. Come on, like space cowboy. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> look, 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 we about to, yeah, we I mean, about to do it. it. I know it. Look, but, you we know, about we, to do it. Like, hey, yeah. Because so I was in the I was in the studio with Endamo, man, and he was like, man, I've been I've been thinking about just wanting to to sample something because he loves samples too, and that's how we kind of connected. Yeah. And I pulled out my phone. I'm like, hold on, I got an idea, and I turned on Nora Jones, Happy Pills. Nora Jones, <laughs> she was just Nora Jones, baby. Nora Jones, she was bro. killing them. Like Nora Jones is different, but I was introduced to that at a young, young age. Mm. My mother was listening to Blondie, mm-hmm. but she was also listening to Parliament Funkadelic. Mm. She was also listening to Prince. Like she was also listening to Sade, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You hear me? Like <laughs> so, my 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 spectrum is broad. You know what I mean when it comes to music, but I also love that trap shit. I love that ignorant shit. Oh, we all do. Free my man Thug. I love Thug. I love Twenty One. I and love on the other side of that. Free YFN Lucci. Free YFN I mean, Lucci. They like, can, we could all be free. Let's just everybody right, just right. chill. Yeah, you know, yeah. free everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Free Max B. Free everybody. I love everything. I love Dipset. I came up on 50. I came up on Kanye. I came, I love Nelly. I love everything. Do you have a favorite group? Tribe Called Quest. Mm. Oh, fuck. Oh, 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 oh. Tribe or Outcast. Damn. Probably, uh. Like, Outcast. I asked that question, I don't even know. I would have to say Outcast and uh, Ghetto Boys. Yeah. And, and then Ghetto Boys, but. I was such a fan of face as an individual artist, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I always loved, you know, just face, but I love the ghetto boys too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mind playing tricks on me is, it's and now that one of the sleep. I told Centurion, he just hit the speaking That's the voice. original one. That's yeah. the original one. Like, well, you, you know, know what I'm saying? But like, he, he comes in with that, the voice in that the, is just, bro, mm-hmm. it's like he's inside your head speaking. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And like, even my mom taught me about that song. <laughs> My mom, like, she talked about, like, she do a drug dealer back in the day. Like, he would play that song every day, and he would really feel like that. Like, he feel like what people, like, after him. He's speaking it. He was really talking about that. And, um, but I love Ghetto Boys, Scarface, UGK. I love Three Six. I love Lil Brother. I love Slum Village. Man, I'm gonna go on a deep dive tonight. We about to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we can get deep. Yeah. So, so do you feel like right now, like you're kind of at this point? You know, you got a show coming up May 29th. We're gonna try to get this episode out before then. I think we will. I think we will. May 29th. Yeah. So May 29th. Where's it at? May 29th at Songbird, 540 Penn Street, Northeast. All right. So this is gonna be your first show in a minute, right? Well, well, other no. than the open gym, right? Well, yeah, no, this will be my first paid gig, meaning okay. I always used to have to pay promoters to actually get on stage to hit my shit. Or I could just show up early enough to, you know what I mean, just sign up on the list early. Mm-hmm. And But Nature Boy, you know, he presented me with this, you know, this opportunity that, you know, I can actually get paid from this show. And so, you know, 
you know, that was an honor in itself. Like I said, shout out to Nature Boy, like, because he didn't have to do that. But, you know, he always extends an olive branch to any artist, any up and com coming artist that he feels, you know what I mean, has it. And like I said, I've been putting in work. So this will be my first paid show. I need everybody to pop out for me, please. Tickets will be in my bio. Um, just definitely click the link in the bio. It's my girl's birthday, so I'm not gonna be there. Mm. But we gonna we gonna run it up. Yeah, we yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, sharing yeah, this shit yeah, every yeah, day yeah, until yeah, it happens yeah, for thank sure. You. Um, but so, so with that, like you're in this position right now, man, like you're about to get paid to mm -hmm. do what you love. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a perfect time to catch somebody and mm -hmm. have a conversation. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. how do you feel at this point in your journey? Cause you know, life and music together are a journey. So how does that, what are, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? I feel like this is everything that I sat on that side of the bed and I stayed up till three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning for. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I stayed up for this moment, this moment for people to actually come out and appreciate the words that I, you know, the time that I put into this this, this work. And, you know, for people to be out there cheering me on, my like just people who support me, you know what I mean? I think that means everything to me. Like, that's everything to me. So right now I'm on a high, I'm nervous, but I'm ready. You know what I mean? And that's just a feeling of just, you know, wanting to do good. And I'm going to turn the joint out for sure. Can we get any hints on the set list? How deep you going to go? I'm going deep. I'm going I'm going from 2017 to 2021 to unrelease. Unrelease? To unrelease. So that's what we about to do. You know, I'm not going to be there. So you're going to have to send me something so we I gonna have feel like I'm Look, there. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have a cameraman. We're going to have a oh, photographer. Okay. We're going to have everybody, you know, on live. And we're going to make sure we turn this joint up. Crazy. Like, for sure. So y'all need to make sure y'all be there. Songbird, Open Gym, Lucky Seven, Don Anthony, and, and more. So um, produced by Open Gym, Everyday Weekend. Y'all make sure y'all come May up. May 29th. May 29th. Man, that's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. It's that moment right now for you. It's just like, you know, I think back to when you're in school and it's the day before school and you, you wake up and you, you put your whole outfit out with the mm -hmm, sneakers and mm -hmm, it, trying to match mm -hmm, it. You know, it's just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. excitement. Yeah, not, it's hella excitement. Like I stated, like this is the first time that this has happened to me. I've performed in front of people. I've been performing in front of people since I was 11 years old. But this is the first time that, you know, I'm in demand, mm. you know what I mean? Like people want to come out to see me do well. For sure. You know what I mean? It's not just random people in the crowd who never knew about me. I mean, cause it's easy to perform in front of a crowd that nobody knows you. Mm -hmm. But now when you, when you gotta sell tickets, when you gotta market yourself, you gotta brand yourself. And you know what I mean? That's, this is a different ball game. This is the industry. This that's is pressure. what I was looking for. Yeah, that's pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and so do you remember, you were talking about being on stage since you were 11. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that a little bit. I mean, do you remember the first time you was on on a stage performing something? I said, you about to, you about to get the exclusive. So, um, 1999, my sister, she used to dance. She danced at a, a, a dance school called Brent Carr mm -hmm. out of Washington, D.C., Southeast, the greater, uh, greater Southeast Boys and Girls Club. Okay. So that's why I went to the Boys and Club, uh, Boys and Girls Club. I started playing football and everything at nine years old. My uncle, who was taught under my grandfather, my grandfather tried to create a group when they were younger. And so the group never panned out or anything like that. So my uncle tried to do that with me, my cousins. So it's four of us. We're in a group 
and we're doing Michael Jackson, I Jackson knew it. Five, Rendition, dog. Like, that's exclusive. Look, oh. y'all don't need to get that to the 30 for 30 when that come well, hold out. On, hold on a minute. Who like, were you, though? You wasn't Tito. Was you Jermaine? Who was he? Was you MJ? I was Marlon, bro. <laughs> I was balling, oh, bro. <laughs> I was balling, bro. Like, but nah, it was cool though. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like it was something I never did because like they had to convince me to do this shit. I'm a star athlete, you know what I'm saying? I like playing sports. Yeah. Like, so me on stage, we got wigs on, we got like, you know what I mean? Apple caps, we doing oh, all the whole shit. like it's on video, but y'all cannot y'all cannot get the video <laughs> until <laughs> I release the video. Oh, you got a video. My uncle got the oh video. My God. He got Man, the tapes. Gonna be, yo, at some point, you gotta run it's that gonna, back for him. When it come, when it, when my thirty for thirty come out, that's what we gonna do. Like, so y'all, so y'all can see the journey. You know oh. what I'm saying? Y'all can see the upgrade. But, but yeah. So that was my first time being on stage. Was just doing Jackson Five renditions and like, you know what I mean? Just doing different choreography and shit like that. But I was always like the rapper of the group. Mm, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like. Because I always had a deep voice, even back then, you know what I mean. And so, one of my first singing lessons was for my, you know, from my grandfather. He taught all of us how to sing, and just he taught us about range. He taught us about octaves, and he just taught us how to harmonize. He taught us about just different groups and stuff to listen to. So, Did, do you play piano? No, my you don't. Nah, my one of my cousins she played piano, mm. but yeah, I don't play any. I play clarinet but that was just to get out of class in the fourth grade <laughs> we all we all had that one thing that we did but that's how i got into i mean my dad was a drummer uh when i was born um he wasn't around but i mean i just knew that he was a drummer right and then uh in high school it was kind of the same thing i was like man i'm trying to yeah. i'm trying to get up out of class sometimes yeah, yeah, i'm trying yeah, to do this that's, that's, so, that's all so i was playing. trying to do bro like and so i was like i was engulfed in music but i still knew how to read notes mm. i still know how to read music and stuff like that you know what I mean? And that just, that transferred over to as far as what I pick in production, mm. how I pick production, how I listen to chords and chord progressions and stuff like that. So all of it translates and all of it goes hand to hand. Okay. And so, all right. So then let's think about this then. So you got Timbaland mm. and mm. you've got Ninth Wonder. Who you got to pick if you got to pick one? Because I think that'll tell a lot about the sound that you're hearing when you're but hearing the music. this is a difficult question to ask me because the first famous person that ever liked my music was Knife Wonder. Knife Wonder used to throw- If y'all don't know who he is, that's a cosign like ain't never been spoken on this podcast. Do your research. Yeah. Knife Wonder is the first person that ever cosigned my music. And this is when I, this is like, this threw a battery in my back. This is when I knew I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Even when I was doubting myself, this was back in 2012, he used to throw you streams and just get independent artists just to send their music. He critique it. I sent one song from like a, a old project I did back in 2012, you can't find it now, um, called Silence is Golden. But one of like, one of the songs about my brother, he just loved it. He, you know, enjoyed it. He said, you know what I mean? It's it's on my Instagram and stuff like that, but he just appreciated it. And um like that would just that just put a battery in my back for sure, bro. But if you ask me to answer your question, 
I don't know if I want to ask you to answer that question. <laughs> I'm gonna go with knife. Yeah, I'm gonna go with knife. I mean, you can't go wrong. They're both. I mean, I being love... being the second best at anything in the world is crazy. You know I, what I mean? I, I gotta go with knife. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go with knife. So you know when you I mean? when you think about production, are you thinking from a like sonically? What are you when I say that word production? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we know about the samples mm-hmm. and and that's something that catches your ear. Mm-hmm. Um, from the actual instrumentation, what are you looking for half the time? Um, I'm looking for does are the drums crispy? Does the bass line hit? Does the bass line go with the chords? Chords mainly because, like I said, I'm a huge jazz dude. Like you know, what I'm saying. So does the chords? You know, does the bass line go with the chords? And does it have a swing? Mm. Does it have a vibe? Can I just listen to this beat without any words? I know why you like Isaiah Rashad now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can that's, see. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my guy. Like yeah. I told you. He has a feeling, mm-hmm. like even if you just listen to him at night, like he just has a swing in a way that you know. What I mean, he raps even in the pocket, just finding certain pockets. You can hit a southern shit, but then you can also hit a shit where he influenced by Jay Dilla. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like that's why that. Yeah, I, hear, is, I think of like modest, like that's an old track by him. But go go fuck with that, come you on, know, man. Yeah. Niggas really, nah, nah, really yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. What, what are you even saying? Half Come the time on. we don't know, but I yeah, fuck with it. Exactly. It's currency, you know, currency. 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 Yeah. All work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you might not even know what they saying, but you feel it. Like Gotta you feel it. it. Yeah. And I, I think also too, I mean, to piggyback off that, like you look where music is at. Half the time, people don't speak Spanish, right? Well, look, you know, especially where I'm from. Like, up here, it's very common, and and I learned some Spanish. But, like, back in Kentucky, you think people are, are speaking Spanish? Hell no. We ain't even got a Taco Bell, bro. So so the thing is, <laughs> you know, and, and so the thing is, like, yeah. you look at guys like Bad Bunny. Yeah. I mean, he's taking off. He's he doing, doing arenas. He's doing arenas because half the time people don't know what the fuck he's saying. Exactly. But they're like, yo, this shit just a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. But even if you look at Afrobeat, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? If you're looking at Afrobeat, like, I mean, they speak with the English accent, but it's just with a certain accent. It's with a West African accent or anything like that. You know what I mean? But I got songs where I don't even know what they're saying. They're rapping in just totally different languages. That beat captures me so right? so much that I just feel the song. Alkaline, bro. Extra Damn. lesson. Come on. That was one of the first Afrobeat songs mm. that I really latched onto. Mm. I was like, oh fuck, this is some new shit. Mm. And it 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 had a southern feel to me. Mm. You know, mm. I don't know the cadence of it. Mm. Like, but that's but that's what people memorize. They memorize the cadence. They mm. memorize the melody. That's why melody is important. Mm. Like melody, you have to have melody because even if people don't even know the words. They can still recite and sing along to the song. For sure. Even if they just mumbling. Like, even if you don't know yeah. what she's saying. It just, I don't even know how to body. Like, 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 so I like, that's my shit. We don't fuck around and end up doing a whole mixtape that, in this that's bitch, what bro. We supposed to be- <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that's what music does. Music is about the feeling first. The words can come later. Can you feel this shit? Can you, other people feel? Do you ever feel like there's a responsibility, you know, that maybe sometimes is a little bit heavy on you because you're like, I have I have the the talent to be able to to be a wordsmith, and I need to try to figure out a way to uh, 
to capture a moment or to to capture a feeling. Mm -mm. No, because when you when you are artist, when you are artist, you create. So when you create, you create different spec perspectives. I don't want to rap and be a wordsmith all the time. Mm. I don't want to turn up all the time, but I want to do both. You know what I mean? So it's about finding that balance. It's about knowing your vision. Um, and it's just about knowing how to write, just knowing how to fill different pockets when you hear different beats, knowing it's too many words in this beat. Like mm -hmm. you can't rap. You can't just be rapidly rap over this drink. It's too, the, the 808s are too good. You want the beat to breathe. Like, you sure. know what I mean? But then you might get a beat that doesn't have any drums, but this is a beat where I just need to flex. I just need to articulate exactly how I'm feeling. Right, and I think back to on your last project um, on Rear Views, you had Don't Size Me. Don't Size and Me. I, and I felt like, and then Lords of Rage, the remix, with, with Nature Boy as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but with Don't <laughs> Size Me, did, did you feel like that was an important lane that you needed to show? Mm -hmm. Like you needed that yin and yang mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. to, no, no pun intended. No pun intended. That's another track. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, for sure. Like, because you cannot be one-sided when you create. Mm -hmm. You can't just lean too far on the left and you can't lean too far on the right. And you just have to understand that as a, as an artist. And then also you have to, you have to have a, a you know, a, a circle of people who you can trust musically mm. to send this to and let them actually explain to you or tell you, you know, if your shit is, you know what I mean? One-sided, if it's good, if it's bad, basically give you criticism, you know what I mean? And so I'm always open to criticism. So even when a song is not good enough, even when a song is not up to par, like I want to hear it. Mm. You know what I mean? And then also being that for others, you know, like mm -hmm. I already, you're already going to, you're, you're at that OG level mm -hmm. already mm -hmm. mentally mm -hmm. through your art, through mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's going to continue to grow. And the people coming up underneath you wise mm -hmm. is another good one. You know, he's going to, I'm sure he's going to reach out to you. Right. Yeah. And, and he probably already has in some capacity where you've talked about music, you know, we already tapped in, mm -hmm. like we already DM'd each other and everything. We, and that's beautiful. Yeah. We already did that. And, and, and the thing is with wise, he's, he's young. So he's allowed to learn everything that I did when I was coming up, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, you know, the beauty of it is with Wise, you know, he has technology. He can record, he's going to school for audio engineering. So like, you know very what I mean? Talented. Yeah, he's very talented. So, you know, he can figure out how to record himself. That's one thing that I regret is not knowing how to record myself, being that I'm already tapped in with my engineer, but to be able to be a J. Cole, just to be, you know what I mean? A one trick pony, like, you know what I mean? like. I don't want to say it like that, but just to be able to do everything in-house. Right. You know what I mean? Just based off the internet and just based off technology, that's a blessing in mm -hmm. itself. So. It's always about evolution as an artist when you're mm -hmm. creating, you know? Right. Being able to move over and switch mediums and paint and then do do visual art, do, right. do whatever. Right. Um, so do you, you know, that, that first beat um, that you heard at the bus stop, you mm -hmm. know, do you, that feeling that you got, mm -hmm. What was the last project or the last thing that you heard that comes to mind that kind of gives you that same feeling that takes you back to that excitement wise? Well, this song that I don't even got out, but <laughs> like a song that I literally just wrote. Um, and that's what I always aspire to do. My next record is it always has mm -hmm. to be my next my best record. Tom you know, Brady mentality. Yeah, correct. And so but if you ask me that question, I'm going to say baby jeans. Mm. The song Baby Jeans was everything that I ever wanted to do 
just as a hip hop artist, if y'all like ever listen to me and you ever tap into my music, the song that represents me is Baby Jeans. This ain't trap, this boom bap. I'm constantly why I'm constantly balancing on my wire and my phone tap. For my next venture, I'm on my mission, I own rap. I'm paving my own way. I'm making my own map. Man. Like, you know what I mean? Like that song represents me to the fullest. From the beat to the like like we talk about jazz and stuff. That's a jazz tribe called Quest type beat. Tribe influenced my sound. Mm. Q tip influenced my sound. Jay Dill influenced my sound. Uh Nas influenced my words. Scarface, Jay Z, they influenced my words. I think I feel like that was a perfect blend of that, and I was basically explaining what I'm about to do and what I'm going to do. And and it's coming to fruition. I can mm -hmm, see it. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And to be able to to talk about that, you know, the prodigal son aspect of it all, to prophesize where mm -hmm, you're going, mm -hmm, you know, um, mm -hmm. and and you see it in certain artists where when they start off, they they from sound to aesthetic to their Instagram, their mm -hmm, social medias, mm -hmm. they never change. Like they they had this plan set out this whole time. Man, that's what that's what having vision is about. Like when you're an artist, you're a visionary. You see shit that other people don't even see. Like, you know what I mean? Kendrick in in the heart part two said, and if my record never break, I still won't break my promise. I promise to keep it honest. You see the part five that just came out? And he's doing the same shit. Mm hmm He's sticking to his guns. He's been the same. He's right been the us. same. And people, real people like yourself, real people will recognize a real artist. It's crazy to think, man. And TDE, what they're doing over there, I mean, the fact that, I mean, you think about his double XL. His, his freshman class was nuts. You had Mac Miller. You had him. You had J. Cole. What? Little, was Schoolboy in the what, same one? No, no. J. Nah, Cole was, was in J-Rock. J. Cole was in J Rocks with Khalifa. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Currency. Right. Wait, um, which was the Kendrick one? The Kendrick, Kendrick one was, nice one was too. Lil B. Uh, Lil B was in that drink. Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, YG. Mm. Um, yeah, YG. Uh, damn. I fuck with YG yeah. so hard, yeah, bro. Yeah, I fuck with YG. Man. I really. I, I love West Coast music. It's something about him, bro. He yeah. just. He. It's it's the same. He been the same. He authentic, you know, and you can tell. Like even back in the days, like he had this track like way back called "Toot It and Boot It," and that shit was like a party anthem. But you hear some of this newer the party anthems that he's been featured on lately, and it's like, bro, he's the same guy. He, he just got famous and was able to do it his way, you know. That uh, that's a that's what you call a label record. Yeah, "Toot It and Boot It" yeah. is a label record, but it's hilarious. Y'all gotta fuck. But YG's first album. Mm. That's what he wanted to make. My crazy life. My crazy life was what he wanted to make. The joint on there that gets me every time is "Sorry, Mama." Man, he had mm. Ty Dolla singing that hook. Mm. Let me take some weight mm. off your shoulders. Mm. That was crazy. And see, that's the thing. Like, but that's real authentic hip hop. He not trying to be Kendrick Lamar, a lyrical nigga. He trying to be the other Compton nigga that Kendrick talking about. You mm. know what I mean? So, like, it's just different perspectives. He gave us a different perspective, which what I can appreciate from any artist. Take me to your hood. Take me to your hood. Take me to where I'm not from. Mm. Make me feel like I'm there. Make me feel like I'm there. That's and the whole, I mean, that you know, growing up down south, man, like I had to sneak to listen to all this shit. You know what hey. I mean? Like my mom, 
my mom was a travel nurse, so I stayed with my grandparents a lot, and they right. wasn't a church heavy. Right. And um, so if it wasn't like the oldies, you know, like Roy Orbison, mm, mm. I couldn't really mess with it. Mm. So I had to hide to be able to, <laughs> I had to hide like the massacre and yeah. all that shit. Because, Damn. bro, if you, whoo, my grandma caught me the one time. I had, I, like, I hid, I had a false bottom in a drawer, man. And she pulled that out one time oh, and she found, she found all kinds of shit. She found Grand Theft Auto video game. Oh, I was in shit. trouble. Um, all kinds of hip hop albums that I wasn't supposed to be listening to, and I got my ass Man, busted for that. That shit was like finding the porno or something. Yeah, and she found day. that too. <laughs> she found one of them old magazines. Yeah, I don't know how I that got shit it. Like but... finding the porno, yeah. like you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> but she's like, why are you gonna bring this in my house? And just started freaking out. And I'm like, damn, I don't. My bad. My bad. It just sounds good. You know? Nah, I mean, but like that's the thing. Sometimes. What Will Smith say, parents just don't understand. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And that's real shit. Like, parents, their time is just different from your time, which is going to be different from our kids' time. You know what I mean? And and that's just evolution. Mm. That's just how music is going to go until yeah. we're not here anymore, until the next generation is not here anymore, until they're not here anymore. Yeah, and it's a perfect opportunity, too, to think, you know, you were saying, like, Raps have been around for it's about 50 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, where do you think, like, these newer guys, like, who are you messing with this new, like, that really catches your ear? Where you're like, man, these guys have it in good hands right now. If anyone. I love Thug. I love mm-hmm. 21. I love YBN. I, I love M- NBA Youngboy. Mm-hmm. I love him because he sound like he's from New Orleans. Mm. That's why I love. I love people who sound like where they from. Um, I love... Uh, like I said, 21. I love the baby. Um, let me see. Uh, people from, you know, my home, my area. Uh, I love No Savage. I love Flop. Um, I love Rico Nasty. I love Rico Nasty. Bro. She probably my favorite artist from here. She probably my favorite she, artist from yo, here. Yo, she don't get the half the respect she deserves. Man... She and she come with that go go bounce like that DC bounce like, but she does it in her own rock star rage way. Track, I I don't know if I brought it up on here, but it's called Key Lime OG with Shy Glizzy. Yeah, and that shit is hard. Man. You turn that on on the way, you can feel like you run through a brick wall. Man, in shit, man, I love her. I love her. She is definitely one of my favorite artists for me. Um. Shit, I love a lot of I love a lot of artists. Like it's just the thing is, if I can feel you, if I can feel you, mm. like just from one yeah, song, yeah. you'll make me a fan. Even if I don't like the second song, but like you'll make me a fan. You know what I mean? And especially if I see you moving like that. But I love Money Ma. I love all of them. So it's just if you make good music, you know what I mean. You represent where you from. I, I'm a rock with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, for me it's all about no gimmicks, man. I don't want to hear no gimmicks. I don't want to hear no gimmicks. I don't want if you come out here and you're trying to do the upside down cross thing and the and, and it's and it's stuff that it's been regurgitated, man. Like from from Alice Cooper to to in the nineties, like Marilyn Manson, Marilyn and Manson, DMX was DMX is in my top five, but DMX mm, kind mm. of kind of went there, but he did it in his own way. And then you see it later on. It's like people that are just trying to almost like scare you into liking them i'm like fam no i need it's about the art i think dmx really had damage like you know oh what he saying? did and that's yeah, why like, it was you it, know what i mean it, it it, i think different. it was it was real for me yeah when it came to dmx yeah like he was abandoned when he was five years old something like that. homeless stealing dogs man Hol- homeless like the dogs was his only friend type can't shit. i can't even 
Right. My mind can't even go there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I had hard shit go on. Everybody mm-hmm. has, but mm-hmm. to that extent where he grew up to, it's mm-hmm. just something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something different. But like, I think like authenticity shows through the music. We live in an age of transparency. Well, a lot of people see through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I can see through the bullshit. I listen to so much music. I know what's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. I know what's here for the for the radio. I know what's here to make money. I know what's here that was that's being pushed by the label. You know what I mean? But I know other records that like like Kendrick Lamar, like he he drops, if he drops the the art of peer pressure, like the label's not pushing that. Like, you know what I mean? But that's something he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna really, you know, accentuate who he is. And you just got to understand the difference between it, you know what I mean? Just playing the game because at the end of the day, once we step into this, once we put our art out, we in the game. The minute you make a penny off of something. Yep, you in the game. You're not on the porch anymore. Like right. It's a whole other thing, you know? Uh, right. People stingy with money. Right. People stingy with time. Right, right, right. You know? And that's that's my my favorite record. My Also, my other favorite record is Reviews. Time never wait for no man. People slow People slow hand, yeah. You know what I mean? Time is so precious. Time is our most precious commodity. You know what I mean? Because, like, I find myself just going to sleep for four hours and just being up, just working because I just feel like, <laughs> yeah, like, guilty. Yeah, I just feel like time is just moving too fast, bro. Mm. Like, time is moving so fast, and like before we, you know, you know, put our head down and look up, like, we already five years in our career. Perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to ask you, five years from now, mm-hmm. from where we sitting today, where is Don Anthony going to be at? Let's speak this into fruition. Sorry, I can't talk. I got tongue-tied. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on that Broccoli City Fest. I'm going to be one of them headliners. I'm going to be at Coachella. I'm going to be one of them headliners. I'm going to be on a Grammy stage. I'm going to be performing. Um, I'm, most importantly, speaking for the people who relate to me, mm. and that's what I want to do, and I want to meet, uh, reach as many people as possible. That's what I'm doing. That's a question that a lot of people and a lot of artists can't even answer, because they don't know what they're trying to get out of. I also want just want to keep creating good music, mm. right? Like because the world need good music. The world yeah. always gonna need good music. You can never have enough of it. You can never have enough of it. You make people feel good, like you know what I mean. I got cookout music, like I got. Mm. I got music that, you know what I mean, you can Deja cry vu. to. Like, I got music you could turn up to. I got music for every aspect of your life because every human go through, goes through every aspect of life. So I create music like that. 100%, 100%. And I think that, you know, what you were saying, it's a lot of artists who can't answer that. You know, I, I'd piggyback and say, like, there's a lot, of, a lot of artists who are afraid to answer that. Exactly. You know, y'all, people, you know, what is it? My deepest fear is not that I am inadequate, Adequate. but that I'm powerful beyond measure. measure, right? Correct. And so sometimes we get in this thing where it's like, man, if I say I'm going to be in the, in the Grammys performing mm-hmm. in five years, I mean, that means I got to be at the Grammys performing in five years. Mm-hmm. People not ready, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and to, to, to hear you say that is so refreshing because it's like, bro, I can feel it. I can mm-hmm. feel the conviction when you say it, you right. know? Right, right, right. And- you got to believe it before everybody else believe it. And that's mm. just how I feel when I step on stage. When I said on May 29th when we had Songbird, I'm going to be nervous as shit. 
But if everybody in that crowd don't feel that, like if I don't feel it, then everybody in the crowd not gonna feel it. You know what I'm saying? And that's my job. Like I gotta make them feel what I'm saying. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because before recording your episode, I had someone ask me, man, like, man, you're hella confident. Like you're hella confident with um with what you're doing, you know, and knowing where things are going to go for mm-hmm. you. And I'm like, bro, I got to be. Because mm-hmm. if I sit in this seat mm-hmm. and I look at you mm-hmm. and I didn't do, I don't do my homework mm-hmm. and I don't really know and mm-hmm. I don't believe in myself, mm-hmm. then how the fuck am I going to be able to tell you like, yo, Don, mm-hmm. shit's about to pop mm-hmm. off and mean it yeah, if yeah. I don't even mean that for myself. Exactly. You know, we got to learn self-love before we can learn to love anything, right? Exactly. And so it seems like you've done your work, bro. Yeah, exactly. and, and I really, I commend you for that. Cause yeah. like, it's hard. We, we get caught up in this rat race, but to like really not have your mind there, mm-hmm. it don't even matter. Right. Exactly. And that, that's the first thing. That's the strongest muscle in your body is your mental. If your mental mm-hmm. ain't right, if you don't understand what you are stepping in this game for, if you don't understand what you stepping in music for, if you don't understand what you about to write on that pen and pad, then you know what I mean? You going nowhere. And are you are you more of a written? Do you, so you do write, and then is it is it classic or is it in your notes in your phone? Or nah, a little bit of both? nah, I'm classic. Okay. I got like I have all because I'm gonna do that. Like I'm gonna sell NFTs. I'm gonna like think of some way to like sell them as NFTs. But like I have all the rhymes that I've like That's damn near every written like ever written. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Front back, I just got endless. I got a trash bag just full of papers. Man, put those in safekeeping. Mm-hmm, yeah, like because I'm just thinking it's like, bro, when you do get there, yeah, it's woo. gonna be worth something. Yeah, it's like Nas, like having his book around, like you know what I mean, like the shit gonna be worth something. There's someday. a play on that somewhere, bro, because you bringing up Nas and it really was written. Mm-hmm. You know? It was written. It was written, and he yeah. got a song called "The Book of Rhymes." Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I always thought about this shit. I was always mm-hmm. cerebral about, like, I want to write this shit down because this is gonna be worth something. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not the just freestyle in the studio, write it on my phone, then delete it. Nah, I'm keeping my shit. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it, even though it makes me respect, you know, artists like um, Lil Wayne who don't write and mm-hmm. are notorious for not writing, it's something about that. Um, mm-hmm. Putting anything to paper mm-hmm. specifically makes mm-hmm. it permanent. Mm-hmm. Makes it permanent. You know, I had a I had a creative writing teacher, which I did. I wanted to teach creative writing at one point. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was in high school, he would tell me I was writing with a pencil and mm-hmm. he was like, don't write with a pencil. And he mm-hmm. kept taking it out of my hand. And one day he was like, when you're writing with the pencil, you're writing with the intention to erase, mm-hmm. write with conviction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's yeah. dope right there. Yeah, that's, that's deep, dope. That's right? dope. That's dope. And that right there, right. that might be a good footnote. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what we're going to do is you're definitely, you got to come back. You got to come back. Look, I'm um, here. I look, I'm a supporter. The door is always open, bro. Yeah. It's always open. The static moments. For, for sure. For sure. For sure. And this also, he was telling me off camera, I don't know if you brought it up at the beginning, but this is your first interview. Yeah. This is my first podcast interview, everything. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? I've never been invited to a podcast, anything like that. First podcast, first show. So I'm just glad that, you know what I mean? You were able to just provide the platform. That's Absolutely. all I, I appreciate. That's, all, that's what you know I'm here what for, saying? bro. And you yeah. know what? Watch what happened next. Right. Watch. Right. Exactly. When, when we get these clipped up and I send them to you, watch what happens. Yeah. Man. And and that's look, that's all I want to do. Like, yeah. and I always, I just want to connect with people like you and just you know what I mean just continue to build because when I talk about my five year plan, you're gonna be part of the journey. Like sure. you're gonna help that. You know sure. you're gonna help facilitate that in any way, bro. Yes, in sir. Any way. 
So you know what, man? With that being said, May 29th, Songbird, mm-hmm. Peep Him. Who else is headlining that one as well? Uh, Lucky Seven. Lucky Seven. Lucky Seven. Um, put yep, on by Nature Boy and, and, and Open Gym. Yeah. Go tap in with them. Uh, also, they do the Open Gyms, you know, the, the they're basically like um, open mics mm-hmm. that are kind of lined up for you. So mm-hmm. if you're a... Uh, you know, an artist who is relatively mm-hmm. unknown or you're working on things and you want to get out in front of a mic, mm-hmm. um, that is a great focal point. There's a cultivation there, like an energy conduit happening for sure, right now. For, for sure. It's a definitely an energy. And like I said, again, shout out to Nature Boy. Shout out to everybody at Open Gym. Shout out to the Everyday Weekend. They are definitely developing something that the, the DMV needs because it's a lot of history here. You know what I mean? It's a lot of talent here. We got to, you know, we got to be hurt. Like, we have to be hurt. And so that's definitely a platform that you definitely want to check into. And don't even just come to the open mic. Support the show. Mm. Support the different shows. He's throwing different shows. Buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. ticket. Support. That's real support. Man, if, and that's the thing. What What are the ticket prices right now? Um, Ticket prices is about $24. Man, you know look, what I mean? that's that's... That's like yeah, dinner. That yeah. ain't even dinner if you exactly. go somewhere. You like, know what I mean? Come on, like, man. Just, like, just tap in with the local people and let's really, let's build people up because this is how it happens. That's an Applebee's two for 20, man. Like, <laughs> Talk, come on. Come hey, on. That's, <laughs> good. that's good as fuck. Yeah, I just, is, I, I've been trying to lose weight, but shit. Yeah, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's an Applebee's two for 20, baby back ribs. Yeah. Like, come on. But um, I definitely would love to see everybody out, especially if you're watching this video. And like I said, just come support me at my first show. My family going to be there, my aunts, my uncles, my mothers, my father. That's love. You know what I mean, everybody. So, For sure, man. All right. And then you know how it is with us. I mean, go ahead. Keep following. Um, send send our videos to people you may know. Send the Static Moments page. Tell them to link up with me. Uh, social media. You know, we're trying to get our, our YouTube, you know, and everything going mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Things have been a little bit sketchy, but we're getting it there. We're getting it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just keep showing support, you know, because we're all we're all building something. You know, whatever you're building in your personal life, this is something, and I'm doing it in front of a camera for y'all to see. You mm-hmm. know, so y'all are a part of this, and this is ours. Mm-hmm. You know, and, let's protect it and believe it. Going piggyback on what he's saying, believe in the foundation. Mm. Once you just grow, once you grow with Jake. Once you grow with the Static Moments podcast, you're gonna feel like you contributed to the success. For sure, and so, you will. That's yeah. the whole. That's the whole thing. That's what you're know? you doing. For sure. So, all right, man. Well, Don, I appreciate you coming in. Thank you, brother. You know, we gonna we gonna we gonna, me, gonna talk more off camera yeah, for yeah, sure. Yes, sir. All right, but, let's uh, do that. Peace, y'all. Thank you.